Reclaim Your Brain podcast. I'm Dr. Liz Rook. I'm a certified life coach and rheumatologist, and I'm here to show you how I combine science, coaching, and psychology to solve stress and worry for me. And now I want to show you how you can do the same to enjoy the life you've worked so hard to create. It's time to stop struggling and have more fun. Let's do this. Welcome to episode two, The Subtle Spy. I named it this because watching your brain is the first step to start reclaiming it. In the next few episodes, we're going to go through the basic pillars of how you can reclaim your brain and make the changes in your life that you want to achieve the level of thrive as you stop worrying, stressing, and struggling. I see the process of reclaiming our brains as three simple steps. The first being awareness, the second allowance, and the third acceptance. The first step of awareness is what we'll dive into today, and then in the future we'll talk about the next two steps as well as the application of all three of these principles. All right, so let's get started. Today we're going to talk about your secret superpower, and I'm so thrilled to be able to share this with you. Most of us tend to overthink as we're constantly bombarded by outside stimulus, whether it's from TV or other people or the social media or the internet or the news, and we take all of this in. And then our brain interprets this information and then classifies it into different categories. This interpretation is how we perceive the world around us, and it's heavily influenced by our thoughts and our beliefs. Thoughts are simply sentences in our minds. And then beliefs are thoughts that we've thought over and over and we accept as truth or fact. However, my friends, here's the rub. Our thoughts are not necessarily facts or truth. They're often stories that we're telling ourselves that help us classify the information we're taking in. And our thoughts are what generate our feelings or emotions that we have in response to the stimulus that's coming into our world. Then these feelings influence our actions or our behaviors or inactions, and these things create the results that we have in our life. So when we start to want to change things around us, we often focus on the actions that we're taking or the actions that we're not taking. As an example, with weight loss, we often want to focus on what we're eating, how we're eating, and when we're eating versus thinking about why we're eating, because that takes more energy. However, when we trace back what we're doing to why we're doing it or the thoughts and beliefs behind it, this is where our power to change actually is. A lot of times we'll shift our thoughts or our beliefs unconsciously, but then we don't follow up to reinforce those new beliefs or those new ideas. And then we fall back into the old habits and then we go into a cycle of blame, shame, or guilt. We see this frequently with weight loss where we follow a diet plan for a certain amount of time, we lose the weight, and then we decide, great, we're done. And then we slip back into our old habits because all we've done is change our actions and not the thoughts and beliefs behind it. And that's exactly what we're talking about today. Coming at it from a different angle, think about learning how to drive. When we first got into a car to learn how to drive, We didn't know all the details, and it was very awkward and not as easy as it is and not as automatic as it is once we've done it a thousand times. 
So practice makes progress. And I would offer that practice also makes perfect, especially for our brains. Our primitive or emotional brain wants everything to be easy. It wants to be efficient and save energy. It wants to avoid pain and seek pleasure. And this is where our brains start to fight each other when we're trying to learn something new or to change a habit. And this is exactly where awareness comes in. Awareness of what we're thinking, awareness of how we're feeling, and awareness of what we're doing in the moment. And to start doing this, we just need to start. The easiest way to increase our awareness is to practice it. The best way that I've found to do this is anytime I'm feeling uncomfortable or frustrated or angry or any certain way that I don't necessarily want to feel, I pause in that moment and I ask myself, what am I thinking right now? Because that gives me awareness of where my thoughts are, where my beliefs are, and where my brain is automatically going. And once I know where my brain has gone, I can decide, is this helpful? Is it moving me in the direction that I want to go towards weight loss, towards getting a promotion, towards having better communication with the person I'm speaking to, or is it stopping me in my tracks? Because knowledge is power. If we don't know what we're thinking, then we can't change the habit and make it stick. Because the thinking and the why behind what we're doing or not doing is the magic in how we change. So I'll go back to the weight loss example. When we shift our focus from the action that we're taking, such as the foods we're eating or how we're eating them or when we're eating them, whether it's eating three times a day, eating six small meals, intermittent fasting, whatever diet plan we're following, and we shift from the action-focused approach back to our thought or belief-focused approach about the topic, we have our power back to change everything by practicing awareness. If we don't know what we don't know, such as when we're, what we're thinking about a food or our weight or our body, and we don't know why we want to change a certain habit, such as losing weight or stopping overeating or stopping snacking when we're feeling upset or stressed, we are... Having, we'll have a much harder time when we start to slip back into the old habits or we'll self-sabotage because we don't believe it's truly possible to lose weight or stop overeating or love our body. This, my friends, is the exact key to the universe. And switching again back to the driving the car example, we have to allow ourselves to be open to learning new things. Because when we increase our curiosity and our compassion towards our brains, when they're feeling uncomfortable and awkward and like a beginner, this is how we're able to shift. So I want to ask you, how often are you paying attention to what you're thinking? Chances are, if you're like most of us, you don't often pay attention to what you're thinking, or at least not very often. As humans, we have 60,000 plus thoughts a day. And most of these are very automatic or subconscious. Thoughts like moving our arms and legs around, getting in and out of the shower, picking up our phone, eating or drinking, or performing normal activities of our day-to-day -day life. A lot of these thoughts are automated so that we don't have to expend any energy thinking about them. And that's part of the beauty of our brains is it automates efficiency for us. Although we all know that thinking especially focused thinking, can drain our energy. Anyone who's studied for a test can attest, ha ha, that our brain power 
takes energy and can leave us feeling exhausted. And again, our primitive emotional brain wants us to conserve energy and be efficient to avoid that discomfort, to seek pleasure and avoid pain. This is part of the reason that anytime we try to change a habit, we have some internal resistance. Because change is considered to be uncertain, and uncertainty means we could die, and our emotional brain always seeks to protect us in that way. So how we change anytime we change is to override using our rational or logical brain or neocortex to create new neural pathways in our brain to form new habits to override and let go of the old habits. These old habits don't necessarily go away, but they become less practiced and less automatic. And eventually, the more we practice the new habit will become easier to slip into that pathway, kind of like trains changing in their tracks. If we're switching the track to the new pathway multiple times, our brain becomes more efficient at that pathway and less efficient at the old pathway. And once the new habit has been practiced enough times, it will become the more automatic or subconscious habit. A good example of this is coming home after work and going straight to the refrigerator or pantry because we're bored, we're tired, or we're stressed. And we want some food to relieve our stress and give us that quick dopamine hit before we eat dinner later in the night. When we start to change the habit, just like with any habit, we often will find ourselves already standing at the pantry, eating the chips or the pretzels before we realize it's even happening because that pathway was so automatic. So I just wanna encourage you that anytime you're starting to want to shift a habit, you're going to become aware that you're already doing the habit, usually after you've done it or while you're doing it and nothing has gone wrong. How you treat yourself in this moment, either beating yourself up or practicing compassion will give you the long-term results that you're looking for. And let me tell you that beating yourself up is not the way to go. You wanna practice that compassion. So consciously deciding that you're not gonna come home and go to the pantry after work is a conscious decision. So we're gonna practice that, we're gonna raise awareness of that, and then we're gonna put it into play. For me, I snacked a lot because I wanted to feel better. And my thoughts that held me back from that in the moment when I came home from work were, I deserve this. It doesn't matter. This one time won't count. I'll start tomorrow. Did any of those sound familiar to you? There are always thoughts or ideas or beliefs that drive us towards the old pathway versus encouraging us towards the new one. And that's why I'm saying being aware of your thoughts and your ideas and your beliefs are of the utmost importance anytime you want to change a habit. I'm sure there are things in your life that you wish you did differently, or you've never really stopped to consider why you're doing them. Now is the perfect time to slow down and consider and start watching your brain as you go through your day-to-day life, especially with those habits that you want to change. Maybe you want to start exercising every day. So first you have to decide that you want to exercise. Then you have to see what that would look like to commit to it and then take the steps to make it happen. Anytime we make a decision, our brains want to immediately push us into all of the challenges that we will need to overcome to get there because it wants to stop us from using that extra brain energy unless it's something that we really want. 
If you realize that you're going to come up against a wall or a barrier the minute you decide to do something different, it helps you anticipate it and plan strategies to push through and get through that discomfort to get to the other side where your goal is. Our brains will often get a little sneaky about this if we come up with strategies to overcome our obstacles. It'll decide to throw up different kinds of roadblocks. So say, I wanted to record this podcast episode and then my body decided, nope, we're gonna get sick. And then I had to decide, do I do it anyway or do I give myself grace and then I give myself a little bit longer and then I do it anyway or do I just say, oh shoot, I should have done it before. I'm just gonna give up and not do it. So this is where the power of looking at your brain and practicing awareness comes in so that you can see all of your obstacles or excuses and turn them into strategies to keep you moving forward. This is a bulk of the work that I do with my life coaching clients is we unpack their brain, we look at everything that's going on, and then we come up with strategies for the more challenging things. So how do we start to do this? I want to offer you that the easiest way to do this work of practicing awareness of your brain is to do what's called a thought dump. My mentor, Brooke Castillo at the Life Coach School calls this a thought download. No matter what terminology you use, it's basically taking the thoughts out of your brain and putting them down on paper so that your rational, logical brain can look at all of these sentences. Because remember, sentences are just thoughts in your brain. And once we're aware of them, we can do the work of looking at them, examining them, and then deciding, do we want to keep them or not? Because are they helping us or are they keep standing in our way of our goal? And I want to offer, even when I talk about this, your brain is going to say, oh, we don't need to write that down. We can just do this in our head. We're smart enough. We can figure this out. Wrong. Because there's a magic that happens when you take the thoughts out of your brain and put them down on paper. You can see that they're not part of you. You are not your thoughts. Your thoughts are things that happen in your head. They occur spontaneously. Sometimes they come out of left field and they're just randomness. But the biggest problem that I see is that we believe our thoughts. We never stop to question them. We never stop to get curious about them. We just accept them as fact. And that is where we are kind of daydreaming through our life versus taking control of our life and empowering ourselves to direct our thoughts in the direction that we want to go because remember our thoughts are ultimately what drive the results that we get in our life and most of our society is focused on our actions or our inactions versus our thoughts and beliefs and this is where we reclaim our brains so take your pen to your paper or use the notes app on your phone and take five to ten minutes a day and just dump everything out and it may be easier to do this when you're having some kind of discomfort or conflict or a sensation that you don't like, such as frustration or anger, and just write down everything that's going through your head and then look at it and see that this is not you. These are just thoughts that you're having that are causing the feelings or sensations that you're having in your body. Your feelings are sensations in your body. And we're going to talk about this more in the future. But this is what drives the action or inaction in your life that drives your results. Becoming aware of this whole complex is a beautiful way to get awareness in our lives, to decide and empower ourselves to get the results that we want and get rid of the results that we're creating that we don't want. 
This is what we do as life coaches is we help our clients go through this process again and again to gain clarity, focus, insight, and awareness to their brains so that they can make powerful decisions to change their life. All right, my friends, that is awareness in a nutshell. So I want you to start practicing this week. Take some thoughts, write them down. If you put the pen to the paper and your brain plays the peekaboo and says, oop, I'm out, I don't want to do this, just start writing. My brain doesn't have any thoughts. I don't know why I'm doing this. Just keep writing for five to 10 minutes and I promise you it will come. Remember, your brain is sneaky and it doesn't want to expend energy. All right, so there's another sub-step to this, and we're going to talk about that in the next episode. We're going to talk about what happens when you start taking these steps of awareness and your inner critic steps up and starts rearing her head and telling you everything you're doing wrong and criticizing you to get you to stop. I just want to offer as well that you alone have the power to reclaim your brain and make the changes that you want in your life. I believe in you and I'm so happy that you're here and you're investing this time to reclaiming your brain. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Thank you for listening today. If you love what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe and leave a review so we can get the word out. Also, don't be shy and please share this podcast with your family and friends. If you want more inspiration and stress solutions, be sure to check out the link in the show notes to join my email list today. Have a beautiful week, friends, and I'll talk to you next week.